he delivered a really clear message, and it was good to actually hear, learn more about him because I didn't know that much about him. Oh, you didn't know you were that dumb? No. <laughs> I thought it. You thought it was just our cancer, that was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about Doug? You did? Yeah. And what was good about Doug? Did you think Doug did a good job too? I did. And what was good about Doug? He, he's not here, so he can't hear you. <laughs> I thought I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I, um, I thought he asked thought provoking questions. He really, you know, um, initiated <laughs> some great. Conversation here. I'm talking about Doug, not Joel. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Doug rarely speaks. He doesn't talk very much at all. I noticed that. I spoke to him after. And, I, yeah, and, and he just said. That he was so comfortable. Yeah, me too. I had a chance to watch a little of it and I was surprised because he doesn't talk at all. I mean, he talked, but rarely. And then when he dies, it's just a few words and that's it. Yeah. So, that's good, Doug. Thanks. See? <laughs> Everybody doing well? Okay. All is well? Nice. I, uh, I had to go down to Georgia. 30 seconds, Jesse. And Alabama. And I forgot to wear one of those cotton hats. You supposed to wear the sun? Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. I am back. And thank you all for carrying on while I was gone. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line. And I can respond to your questions or comments. All right. Good morning, y'all again. How is everybody? Amazing. Amazing. So... You know, I, uh, while being away, I learned, uh, already knew these things, but they just even clearer. Ladies, you guys are on your own. <laughs> it, you're on your own. I feel sorry for the ladies today. They don't have a chance. The worst thing that can ever happen to a woman is a weak man. And men are weak everywhere. Just weak, weak, weak. And the women are suffering. The worst thing that can happen to have a weak father and then a weak boyfriend or husband. Lady, y'all on your own. What? What do y'all think about that? What do you think about that? You're on your own. You're not going to find a man to help you overcome. <laughs> she she speak, really know you don't speak English? She knows, but she doesn't quite, she can speak, she can understand mostly. Oh, you don't speak English? No, no, English? No, she's, she's Greek. She's Greek. Oh. <laughs> Everybody look like Mexican to me. Ah, uh, yeah, you do have a similarity to them. 
Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So ask her, did she know she was on her own? There's not a man that can save her. Is there a man that can save her? Yes. Oh, she knows it. Yes. Yeah, good. You're on your own, ladies. So here's what I recommend. Do what you want. Because there's a lot of talk out there with different, especially millennial men talking about women, how to conquer women. But that's the wrong way. That's not going to help anything. Because if you conquer the women, you're not helping them. Women need men to show them how to overcome the fallen state by being a living example. You can't figure out how to not pay for the meal at the restaurant, how to sexually take advantage of them and all. That's not the answer, men. Women's soul need to be saved as well. And it's given to the man to be the leader to be that. It's ordained by God that men are the head of women. They're the leaders of all women, not just your wife. But the men are, it's too bad, ladies. Y'all can go home, you're on your own. So here's what I recommend, is that you get to know yourself, do the silent prayer, go and forgive so God can forgive you, and he'll help you in the same way he helping men, those who are truly seeking. But do not look to a man for the answer. They don't have it. And the reason they don't, because they have not overcome the woman's nature themselves. The men haven't. Men are looking for, they say they're looking for a wife, but they're looking for a mama. <laughs> they are really, I talk to so many women where the women, where the men that make them mama. They don't want to be mama, but the men insist that they be mama. And the woman like, what the? So I'm sorry to start out with bad news. <laughs> what do you think about that? The lady, let's do it the lady in the black first. What do you think about the man's not going to be able to help you? I don't, I don't have an opinion either way. Um, I think my, my opinion reveals something that is personal, but I mean, I've, I've been doing it myself for quite a long time, so. Yeah. Yeah. What a mess, huh? It has been a mess. Sometimes. Not all the time. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Ladies, stop looking to the men today. They don't have it. And if you happen to be married and stuck with one already, just forgive him. Feed him, change his diaper. <laughs> and don't hate him. <laughs> and just, all right, Lord, I didn't see what I was getting, but now I got I got to be mama to this one. <laughs> Let him die soon so I can, <laughs> he'll be out of the way. Isn't that a mess though? It's, you have to change natures. You can't change minds. You got to overcome the mama's nature, which is not her own nature. Getting a new wife, getting a new husband, getting a new job, getting a new this is not going to do it. Changing mind is not going to do it. You need a brand new nature. And we're going to get into that. Any questions about that? Yes, sir. Hold on one minute. It's mostly you have to be in tune with God. Yes. Every day. 
Every day, it's, all the it's, time. It's the spirit. You know, it's that same source that we all have that connection to. Yeah. And you can only find this by sitting still and being still. And then God is able to reveal himself to you. And he's able to guide you out of that hellhole you live in. Yeah. So it's something really interesting you're saying, Jesse. And this is your first time here? Yes. Where are you from? Greece. Greece? Yes. Are you black? Um, yes, my father is What are you doing black. in Greece? No. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, I've been living out there for 20 years. Uh, it's, it's pretty different here in the U.S., that's for sure. And, but it's an honor to be here and watch you. And seeing all this, it's just a blessing in disguise. Oh, so you like here better than Greece? Oh, it's different. You know, Greece has its own different uniqueness to it. But this, America has... A different beauty that is dying slowly, slowly. Right. And yeah. you see it. Like when I was here 20 years ago, America had a different beauty. The people were closer with God. They were more aware. They had that connection with him secretly. You yeah. Know, just like, and they were in, in tune with him. And so where did you, how did you end up in, where did you come from to end up in Greece? Well, I... I've been here right now for two weeks. Uh, no, I mean, like, be, were you born in Greece? Uh, no, I was born in San Dimas, actually, here. Whoa. Oh, you were born here? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Yeah, so San Dimas, my mom is Greek. My mom was Greek, and my father from, he, you know, he, from L.A. He was from L.A., so. Oh, yes. so do you speak Greek? Yes, fluently. Me, uh, say something. Yes, I speak Canada. See. Oh, <laughs> 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 man, well, welcome, man. Thank you. It's an honor. Uh, mate, so all you guys are from Greece? No, no, no. Oh, just those two? Yes. Oh, okay. Amazing. And what's your name? Can you say your name in English? Anastasia. Oh, nice name. It means resurrection of Christ in Greek. See there? Yeah. I knew it was a nice name. And what's your name? Is this your first time here? Andrew, it is, yeah. And now, where are you from? Uh, now I'm from Moreno Valley. And where were you before now? Los Angeles, and before that, Rockford, Illinois. Oh, nice. Well, welcome, man. Thanks. And how about you? Are you for his first time? Yeah, it's my first time, and I'm from Redlands. Oh, nice. Welcome. Amazing. So, um, how do you feel hearing the bad news that the leaders are on their own? Uh-huh. I just accepted that I'm going to be okay. I'm sorry? I accepted I'm going to be okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I hear you now. I'm going to be okay. Are God you disappointed to discover that you're really on your own? Nope. I let it go. You let it go? I let it Good. go. Good. Yes. Right on. Amazing. Amazing. Are you on your own? Are you married? No. Oh, you're not married? Oh, uh, this is your first time here? Yes. Oh, what's your name? Jessica. And Jessica? Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Nice name. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Are you disappointed to discover that you're on your own? Uh, no. Not. You're not? I'm not. And why not? Because I'm not on my own. You're not on your own? No. I have Jesus and God. I can't hear you. I have Jesus. You to, have Jesus? To be with me. <laughs> what the? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You can't marry Jesus. Well, that's your brother. Uh, yeah, I. 
I uh, try not to stay in disappointment, more in just acceptance and yeah. just uh, gratitude that I'm having the life I have. Nice. Well, welcome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Happy to be here. Is this your first time? Yes. And what's your name? My name is Daniel. Daniel, welcome. Thank you. Any questions about anything? No. Okay. So, I want to talk about, oh, the reason I said that is, is disappointing because um, women, it is given into their nature to look to the man, to lead them, to guide them. They can't help it. Even the feminist women who hate men and they're taking off their bras and carrying on, <laughs> they are doing that because they hunger for a man and they hate the fact that they can't find one. And so they're lying to themselves, well, I can do it on my own. I can do this. I can be like a man. They're lying to themselves, but really what they're saying is, I need a man. That's what they're saying. And so they hate the man for being weak. They literally hate you for being weak. They need you to be strong. They really do. But ladies, thank God you can do it without the man. Meaning that don't think of yourself as I got to have a man, but don't think of him as I don't have to, I don't need a man. Just go to the father yourself. He, he's, his arms are open for everyone. All right. So you're not quite alone. I'm just telling you, don't look for it on earth. It's not in the man. I don't care how much money he has, how many YouTube channel subscribers he has. <laughs> Whatever. He had no idea what he was talking about. He was just talking to a bunch of empty people, getting a bunch of money, making empty people feel good. That's all that's going on. It's your soul that needs to return to the Father. It's about the Spirit. Someone said that. It's about the Spirit. I want to... Um, what shall I do? I have the, I brought the word today. Ooh. <laughs> I brought the word. See how my Bible, I used to use my Bible. The word. But before we get to it, we're going to deal with the last week biblical question. Anybody know what that is? Nobody know what it is? I know what it is. What, what is it? It's something to the effect of do you blame yourself or do you blame others? Oh, do you do... Or why do you blame yourself? Oh, do you see what you do to yourself or do you only see what others do to you? Right. Do you see what you do to yourself or do you only see what others do to you? Isn't that like an amazing question? Yes, sir. Anybody want to respond to it? Nice. Let's go back there first and then here. Do you see what you do to yourself, or do you only see what others do to you? Uh, when I was younger, I definitely blamed other people for my problems. Um, and <clears throat> sometimes I catch myself still doing that. Uh, but these days, I'm very aware that mm, if I'm running into problems in my life or anxieties or whatever, yeah. it's, it's purely self-sabotage. It's because I'm not focusing my energies where they should be, and I'm just kind of... Wasting my time, maybe like sitting and looking at my phone or something like that when I should be working. Right? Yeah. And that's totally on me. Amazing. Is this your first time here? 
second time. Oh, Last okay. time I came was two weeks ago when uh, Yoel was uh, hosting. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, sir. Do you see what you do to yourself, or do you just see what others do to you? Uh, uh, just like the gentleman here, uh, when I was younger, I would blame everybody, or I would just uh, sit and, and and always just be like, "Why? Why does this always happen to me? Why me? Why am I? Why am I in the rut?" But uh, once I stopped doing that, my life just elevated because I was taking full accountability. And then now, when anything happens, I was just take a step back and I'm like, man, what, what did I do to mess this up? Or why, why is this coming out wrong? And 90% and of the time, it's, uh, it's, it's something that I initiated. 100% of the time, it's something that, that, I, that I started, whether it was I, something I said wrong or something, uh, an action that I did that somebody else didn't like, and it forced a reaction from them. Uh, but I'm take, but taking full accountability now, it's, uh, I'm starting to see that well, for, for the last few years, I've seen that it, it helps, helps me stay um, uh, grateful and without anger. Because once I step back, I'm like, oh man, I, I, I made this mistake, and then I correct. But uh, now, now I can say that I take full accountability, but before, I used to be a, a beta, because I, 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 I would be a vict, I would uh, act as like a victim. Yeah. Okay. Right here in the red shirt. Do you see what you do to yourself? Or do you just see what others do to you? It depends. Like at the beginning, it's the other person, right? The, when, it, when it starts up, you're like, this son of a bee is going to come up with this crap. Wow. And, and then if you give yourself a couple of moments there, you know, walk around the block or something, you're like, oh, yeah, no. It's a, there's part of me in there, that, the problem, too. So. Right. Can you give me an example of what you do to yourself? You see that you do to yourself? Yeah, I try to uh, escape responsibility, so. Responsibility? Yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? So I got uh, I'm managing a restaurant now, and I just like to, uh, I like to assume that everybody's an adult so they can do their job, you know, just like come to work, do your job, get paid, go home. But it doesn't work out that way. And then somebody's telling me about this or that, and I'm like, oh, I'm like children here, and then uh, I'm tempted to get upset about it, Jesse. You get upset about it? Yeah, but it was and really why? me for not being, you know. And why do it, you get upset? And what good does it do? Well, why do I get upset? No, why do you get upset? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it'd be like if somebody just threw something on you or something. There's this kind of a natural reaction to be like, you're in your own space doing everything's fine, and somebody's just like, blah, there you go, take that, how you like it. And you're like, yeah. And that's I, a, natu I, I like a natural reaction? I think it's, well, yeah, it's a pretty natural reaction for And a what's being. natural about being controlled like that? About being out of control? By someone controlling you like that. Because you're being controlled when you overreact that way. Right. What's natural about that? What's natural about it is we're born into this whole business of being a human. And people are telling you from the day you're popping out of there how this is that and this and that. They're teaching you how to be. And you believe that it's natural just because you haven't. But you, so do you believe it's natural to overreact? 
Oh, no. No, oh. overreaction's kind of bad. So why do you do it then? To overreact? Yes. Because there's not enough awareness to instantaneously oh, yeah. do it. It takes a, like I say, there's a, whatever that is, that little threshold or that fraction of a moment to, to get it. I know you yeah. know what I, I mean. Are you working on it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to work on it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Anybody else want to respond to that biblical question? Yes, sir. And then my friend in the white shirt. I be truly believe that if you have your mother's will in you, you judge other people. And you judge yourself because you have her will inside of you. You have her nature inside of you. So that's why you need to overcome your, that motherly nature that's inside of you. And that's the downfall to every man. And that's why I believe men judge each other. That's why they're angry. Because we have her nature. And we overreact and, to her. And so what do you do to yourself? What did I do to myself? What do you do to yourself? Oh, I see that. I see the feminine nature in me. I see the weak. For example, I know I have to uh, dress good. And I, and I want to want dress good. But um, I just see that. It's my mother's programming in me, and I want, and I sit quiet so I can overcome it. Have you forgiven her? Yes. Oh, okay. So I just know that it's all, it's all your, it's all your mom's nature in you that has tricked you to make you judge yourself. But it's not actually you; it's her nature that's grown in you. And it's not even her nature either. It's yeah, the spirit it's, of evil. It's the spirit of evil. Yeah. Yes. So that's why it's you have to overcome your mother. It's the only way. So to be connected with God okay. by overcoming your mother. Amazing. Yes. Yes, sir. Do you see what you do to yourself, or do you only see what others do to you? Yeah, I'll speak for a moment on my experience with that. I'd like to add on to that aspect of men and women when it comes to this topic, uh, that from the very beginning, both men and women have been inclined to point the finger outside of themselves yeah. they've wronged uh, as we recall eve pointed toward the serpent and adam pointed toward the woman so all of us have that uh, i wish adam had just said when god said asked what are you doing he just said i was wrong i'm sorry and then it would just be the women suffering by themselves <laughs> but no he had to deny it Go ahead. Amen. <clears throat> yeah, and I do think women in general are kind of more subject to this because they're built more uh, emotionally, they're more sensitive, so right. they're more likely to be this way. And uh, truthfully, I think even a mature uh, Christian woman can still have this uh, nature to some extent. Um, they do have it. And, and uh, men, as they grow uh, in the Lord, will move away from this yeah. type of behavior. Myself, uh, I didn't grow up with any faith, but uh, I, I was this kind of person as a young person. And uh, fortunately, my father, who's not a believer, did have enough wisdom to uh, realize that I probably had uh, a lot of bad habits and instincts from my childhood because it was so much trauma and brokenness. And so I ended up in my late teens um, going through some counseling where just by God's grace, even though I didn't know him, he helped me address this aspect of not being resentful toward my parents. 
about a variety of things and talk through what was going on. And I was able to uh, be released from that and, and let go. And uh, so as I uh, later in life found, found, found Christ, I did that again in another way in terms of being able to uh, accept my parents, knowing that they did uh, some things very well for me um, and knowing that they did some things not very well. And, have had conversations with them about that. So, you know, I think it's, uh, for myself, uh, very, very rare that I would uh, have another person be responsible for uh, anything that's going on in, in my life, um, even, you know, large things or small things. I, uh, I think we're called to understand what our, our part is in those things and to acknowledge that, and that's the only part we can really control. And so you don't do any damage to yourself? Now, do I do any damage to myself? Hmm. I mean, any form of, uh, you know, when you have a thought against yourself, uh, that obviously needs to be submitted to the Lord. And in general, he would not want you holding on to that if you've acknowledged it and repented for it. So you have thoughts against yourself? Well, I think, there's a, I think there's a righteous aspect to that, meaning that if we've done something wrong and we're, we're submitting everything in our lives to the Lord, he's going he's gonna to show us where the flaws are, right? We all make mistakes. And so if we're living by the Spirit, then we're constantly doing that, and we know when we make a mistake, we're acknowledging it to him. And so you, so you, you do have thoughts against yourself sometimes now? You're talking over me a little bit, Jesse. I, I know I know where this is going, and I just want to say that I don't. Where's it going? Uh, well, I don't. You, you guys <laughs> all the way going, to right? glory. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just asking. Do you? Did you say you have thoughts against yourself at I, times? I don't necessarily use it in those words. I use it in the words that I've been using, and I know you want me to answer that exact question, and I just don't think about it in those terms exactly. I'm saying that there are things that I do in my life that I recognize are probably wrong. Maybe it's at the end of the day, maybe it's the next day, maybe it's a week later, etc. And I submit those things to the Lord, and He does not want us holding on to those things if we have confessed them and repented of them. If we're holding on to them beyond that, that's the enemy. That's the okay. enemy using that thing. I don't necessarily us. want to know what it is you're doing to yourself, but when I'm, at, I'm black and slow. I just want to I know, did you, say, did you say you use thoughts against yourself at times? Did you say that? I, I didn't say yes or no to that. Oh, I thought you said it, that you did. I, I'm not sure, again, I, I, I don't know why we need to answer that exact question, but we fellowship you, you don't have to say what thought you're using, but do you use thoughts against yourself at times? Do I, I do not use thoughts against myself, no. Oh, okay. Amazing. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Pleasure to be here. Yes, sir. How about you? Do you, uh, do you see what you do to yourself, or do you only see what others are doing to you? Uh, at this present time, I do uh, recognize what I do to myself. But in the past, um, I've, I never considered myself an angry person in the past. Yeah. But then I would always blame it on someone or some situation, and I would get angry or whatever. But I had to start recognizing that a lot of that, that anger was within me. So um, now um, I, don't, um, I don't blame others. Or I don't look at others to say they did something to me. Okay. So. But do you still do things to yourself, you say, at times? 
I have, um, I do have thoughts, but I, I, I do let them pass. Oh, okay. So I do let them pass, but they do still come, come up. Amazing. Okay. Uh, the young lady in the green want to respond. And then here. Do you, do you see what you do to yourself, or do you only see what others do to you? I think before, I would have just seen what other people do, but I would say more so now, I'm constantly looking at myself and my reactions to things so that I can grow. Right. Um, so yeah, I would say there are things that I do to myself that I recognize that are wrong. Are you able to give me an example that's not so personal, but an example of what you do to yourself? Mm. And this is fellowship. Yeah. You don't get an A or anything. We'll just gather here. God is hanging around, and we're just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In specific areas, I think sometimes I'm too harsh with myself. In, give me, can you give me an example of that? Mm, it'd probably be too personal. Okay. Yeah. But you are, and why are you that way with yourself? I don't know. Isn't that interesting? You're that way with yourself, you don't even know why? Yeah, I've always been like that. Like, you know, I think as you go through your experiences as a child into your young adult life and into your adult life, trauma and different things that you've gone through, like I'll beat myself up about specific things that are like, and I'm, I hold things on myself and I have to forgive myself and move on. And do you question yourself, like, why am I doing this? To try to get an understanding as to yeah, why? Yeah, I'd say the last sort of three months I've been working through that, yeah. 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 So I see it now, before I didn't even see it. Right. Like, but through conversations I have with Anthony and different things, as things come up, I'm recognizing that. Amazing. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Do you see what you do to yourself, or you just see what others do to you? Um, I don't see what others do to me anymore because in my understanding of it, the way I see it, it's nothing is personal. Like even if somebody else is doing something to me, I don't see it like that. I just go back and kind of see what, how I reacted to it. And if it's my own reaction that, that I'm paying, that's really all that matters to me. It's how, if anything comes up, that's what I have to be paying attention to. It doesn't matter what the other person did right. if it, because that's them. It's none of my business why it was that they did something to me. I'm doing air quotes because I don't think that they're really doing anything. It's not personal. Right. They don't know what they're doing. And so if, if something is happening and if I'm reacting to it, I have to have my eyes on me and nothing or no one else. Amazing. So. Interesting. Anthony, do you see what you do to yourself? Or do you only see what others do to you? <laughs> I see even further than that. Um, there really is no such thing that someone is doing something to you. The higher, super high level to this is that Earth is a school. It's designed, certain situations are designed to put you into situations where you can see where you need to grow and see where you need to, um, what soul journey you're going through so that yeah. you can move in and out of life and grow in that direction. So when somebody, let's just say somebody comes up to you and smacks you in the face, 
it really didn't happen to you. It was designed that way so that you can grow and understand about things about yourself. So if somebody walk up to you and smack you, yeah. you're going to stand there and say, you know what, this is time to grow. Absolutely. If you so, smack me, you're going down. So once they get the... I'm smacking right so, back. So once they get the right hook after they smack, yeah. once they get the right hook back, then they also learn don't do that. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. In the green shirt. Do you see what you do to yourself or do you only see what others are doing to you? Uh, both. Explain. So I can see when people are trying to intentionally offend me um, through their nature, right? So if, if the other person, I can tell when they're not conscious, they're acting devilish. I can see that they're trying to do something to me to direct their, what they feel about themselves towards me. And what do you do when they try to offend you? Um, I don't know, it depends. Sometimes, out. Uh, maybe, or I'll smack them. You would? <laughs> no, I'll smack them. What the? Um, no, I mean, if, if I'm not on guard, if I'm unconscious in the moment, I yeah. recognize that I'll allow it to offend me. But then while that's happening, then I'll stop and I'll catch myself. And something you've taught was always, you know, why is this offending me? Why is, am I yeah. letting this bother me? So little by little, I'm starting to recognize, and, it, and it's weird, I'm, like you've said, I'm starting to get joy out of recognizing, oh, wait, this is bothering me. Why? And right. How am I going to let this um, flow through me instead of stay with me? Amazing. Okay. One more person want to respond. Do you see what you do to yourself? Or do you see what others do to you? Um, Anthony's comments resonate with, with me. I typically, when someone does, I don't believe that anyone can really do anything to me, but I do see it as that person holding a mirror up to, to me. Um, and, it, and it causes me to look at what, what is going on with me. And um, there was also something else I was going to add to it, but usually I, oh, and the other thing I was going to add to that is um, looking at what someone else does to me, seeing it from that perspective just reminds me of victim mentality, just being a victim and not taking responsibility or coming from a place of responsibility. So um, I typically don't see the other person in their actions. Oh, okay. Amazing. Interesting. How about you? And the young lady next to her want to respond. Do you see what you do to yourself or do you only see what others do to you? Um, right now in life, I don't see it either way. Before, I would see it both ways. I would see what I did to myself and I would judge myself and then I would see what others did and I think that they were doing it to me and the world was against me. But now, my life has changed so much, I don't see it either way. I don't see myself as doing anything. It was, it's all about uh, being caught up in your thoughts and your imagination, and I'm in the practice of not being in my thoughts or imagination, so I don't see it either way. I, don't, I definitely don't see people doing anything to me, and I don't see myself doing anything. I just practice staying in the present. Amazing. How about you? I do both. So 
It depends on what the situation is. If it's stuff that triggers me from past or wherever I'm at, I'll be in the body, in the story, and creating a story. Like, it's not me, it's them. But after I've had time to think about it, and um, after I've had occasions where I'm dealing with the same triggers, I feel like I, I can get a little vision from, or like perspective. So, and I'm still in that process, so I can't tell you clearly every day that I'm doing this and I see myself as, you know, it's, it's never happening, that I'm, you know, it's always happening to me or I'm, but I know I'm making all my choices, so there's often times where I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna step into this, I better, I'm gonna be aware of what the impact is and, and then be up for the challenge of having to deal with it. So, so I try to stay in that context. And like, when the last time you made a choice that I made the choice um, today to come here. You made a choice. Mm -hmm. Do you realize you've never made a choice in your whole life? It's a mm -hmm. practical choice. You want um, eggs for breakfast instead of no eggs. Mm -hmm. But other than that, you never made a choice in your whole life. Uh, we, I can, I can understand choices. that. I can, where, where God's orchestrating it. Yeah, we're either influenced by evil or good. Okay. We're not in control. So then uh, making a choice to do what's evil or the evil's coming at me? Is that what Yeah, okay. evil is making a choice for you, okay. disguising itself as you, and you think is you making a choice. Well, I like what you're saying because I have no responsibility then. Right. Very cool. <laughs> 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 okay. I'm innocent. <laughs> you are. Okay. Yes. You don't know that though, right? Um, I don't. If I'm, I, okay. So I'll flow between the state of being connected with God and being with God. And then I realize, okay, the story is, is all orchestrating. But then I'll step back in to the body or to the story. And then I feel like all the, vic you know, the stuff that's playing is so close to me that I'm, I'm like reacting to it. So I don't, it depends on where I'm at mentally, so. Do you think you're guilty of anything? Ah. Uh, well, you asking me that, I want to say no, but yeah, I do feel guilt. I oh, feel a lot of guilt. You're guilty of something? Yeah. And what do you, if you can say, what are you guilty of? Guilty of lying? Guilty of lying? Guilty of Why uh, did you lie? making choices. Because I wanted to protect myself, or not. You have wanted to, to deal, protect yourself, or not have to deal with conflict. And so you're guilty of lying. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you think God gets you for lying? Uh, I think I get God for lying. Like it you, creates. Um, you get God yourself. Yes. But God doesn't get it. Got you. Um, I think. I think. <laughs> it's not like a rap song. <laughs> well, let's take this. Uh, I think God just loves us and allows us to be in, I think, whatever level of choice we're making. If I'm choosing to lie to somebody or deceive, then all of that's going to play out the way it does. Like, if that person then doesn't trust me or how that goes is my choice to practice the lie. So Amazing. Yeah. Interesting. i got to ask the lady, and I'll come back to you. Okay. The lady in the black, what's wrong? You glad you lost your dog. <laughs> Her son's dog. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm just listening to this exchange. And I literally, right when you asked, I said to myself, 
I don't know why I still keep coming here. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that in that moment I was thinking, and I've heard somebody say well, since I've been here, or I've come here before, is that um, I think thought is what differentiates us from animals. And so for us to, or for you to kind of put an assault on thoughts, I think it becomes just this place I, I, I don't know, it just feels very uncomfortable because I think that we do make choices. I think that we do have thoughts. I think that's what makes us different than, you know, the beasts of the land. I, I think, so I don't know, I just, sometimes I'm always just caught up in this exchange, not what somebody's particularly right. saying, but I start asking myself, why would he say that about thoughts? <laughs> why, where are we going? Um, it's a different place. So I understand. That's what you uh, saw on my face. Except for practical thoughts, people who think do act like animals. Have you noticed that thinking people treat themselves and other like animals treat one another? No. You haven't noticed that? No. Pay attention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you, in your thinking, have you ever treated another human being like an animal? Yes. I'm sorry? Uh, I have. I can't hear you. <laughs> but what, what, how, no. how do we arrive at all of the accomplishments that we as a human race have accomplished? How do we have put somebody on the moon and how have we, you know, made the medical developments that we've made? How is it possible to even accomplish any of that without thoughts? With the grace of God. Mm. And those are practical thoughts, but you don't live by them. Okay. When you create the ship, Francisco work on planes, that's why they all fall in now. But <laughs> when you work on the plane, you're done with it. You're not going to go home and think all day and night about the airplane. That's true. That's so true. God made that possible. But what other thoughts do you think are your own and you should live by? Well, that's what we all consider as our moral character, our, our virtues, our integrity. Did you, have you noticed that? All thinking people lack more character, they have no integrity, and they have no character. No, no. You have never met a thinking person with character, and you never will. <laughs> what a mess! Wait, I, I, I'm gonna come to you. What do you think about that? I think, I, I, I think it's something that you have to sit with first. I, I don't think, I, you can't just accept that. I, I can't. So right. You can't and do you whatever you want. you shouldn't until you see it. Yeah. But let me ask. Ask. When you were thinking and you were treating that other person like an animal, were you a lady of character? In that moment? <laughs> I yes. Was, <laughs> I was probably very, very, very upset and hurt. Probably or was? I was. I was. And, and what brought took you into that state of being? <sighs> Thoughts. That's crazy. Oh my God. And what do you say about that? That is crazy. Ain't that something? That is crazy. Yeah. God did not create you to think. <laughs> so then where, what, what, that, that, that then becomes 
when you were talking to somebody else a little bit earlier, I thought to myself, if it's about just being still, then what do you do with all the other time? Like, there's, it just feels like it would leave so much time on your hands. What do you do with all that other time? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. A thinking person thinks they have to do something with time. But what a thinking person doesn't know, in not thinking there is no time. Time only exists because you think it does. And so time makes you think you got to fill in some space and you got to be doing something. What am I doing with my time? Time is just a word. It doesn't even exist. <laughs> but the thinking person thinks that it does. Because they're living in time. God is eternal. He's right here, right now, all the time. And in him, there is no time. But your mind is with the devil and it's in time. Past or future and all that mess. Yeah. I'm sorry? Well, I don't know. I just, I, it's weird because I don't want to have like some sentimental moment. But for some reason, when you said Let's that, I got really... Let's have a sentimental uh, moment. <laughs> it just made me sad. I don't know why, but that just makes me really sad. And to know what? What makes you sad? I don't know, to, to, to know that there is no concept of time. Like, I don't know why that makes me sad. I do. <laughs> <laughs> May I tell you why? Yes, please. Realizing that it's destroying the ego. Mm -hmm. It's destroying the lie. And the devil does not want to depart from you. He wants to continue to deceive you. Okay. What do you think about that? I have, I, I, there's a lot. I, there's, I, my first time I came here, that was my only answer. I could only keep saying, it's a lot, it's a lot. I'm back to that. It's a lot, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Okay. This you. is why you keep coming, you're getting the truth. Interesting. I'm sorry? Interesting. Amazing, huh? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> okay. Let me take here first, and then I'll come to you. Yes. Uh, once again, I think there's an important distinction between men and women on this topic, um, women being built um, more emotionally and, and men being built more rationally. So I, I would say Scripture would support the idea that for women, uh, their thoughts, um, to the extent that they might have them, really should be um, under their father or their husband and they should be submitting um, in order to understand what's best for them and, and how to live. Uh, that, of course, big caveat to that is hopefully their father and their husband are godly people, so if not, that complicates things a lot. But um, men, however, I think um, are, are obviously more rational and what Paul speaks uh, about in Romans on this topic and it's a little bit in conflict with what you're saying, Jesse, but maybe you might explain your position on it. But okay. he, he speaks about um, us being able to have will and what people might call free will. And that's all that we have. Once the work begins to be done, it's either done under the uh, power of the enemy or under the power of God. But we do have some ability to, uh, to control our, our will. What did he say about the will? He just said that he has a certain will to do things, um, and that will is either uh, pointed toward God or pointed toward the enemy. And at that point, God does the work or the enemy does the work. I'm paraphrasing, but that's... Because uh, I don't know what he said about it. Is he saying that he, he wants to do the right thing, but he can't? That's, that's the part that I'm talking about. Right, question. but yeah. if he had a free will, why couldn't he just will himself to do the right thing? <laughs> 
Well, he, he said he often does, but he laments. He's frustrated at the fact that a lot of times he can't. But he was frustrated in that he was trying to, but he couldn't at all. And so as a result, realized he couldn't, he realized was something else driving him to make him do the things he didn't want to do and prevent him from doing the things he wanted to do. So he had to let go of that, of trying, because his will didn't work. Yeah, I don't, I don't read it in quite the same way I read it, that he's wrestling with the fact that he knows he has some will, but he knows that he can't actually do the work of doing something good or do the work of something evil. That work is being done by the enemy or by God, and he's only pointing his will in one direction or the other. He can't actually do the work. I, that's my reading on it. Oh, I see. And do you believe you have a free will? Yeah. Will yourself to be at perfect peace and never be angry again right now? I, I, do, I do pray on that, and I do point to No, no, pray on it. Will it. I Make point, it be. I was just about to say, as you spoke over me, I do point my will toward that. I do seek that because God provides that, and he wants us to seek him for that peace. That's the only place it comes from. Amen. So are you saying that God provides us with a will? I, I didn't quite understand what you just said. You may be right. I just didn't understand it. I, I, yeah, my understanding is, my belief is that that's the truth about human existence, that we have will, yes. Okay, amazing. But you can't make yourself be at perfect peace and never get angry again from this point forward? That's, that's, that's the work of God. But if it's the work of God, why do you think you have a will to do it then? Why do I have a will to be at why peace? Why do you believe you have a will that you can do that? Because you're saying, well, it's the work of God, but yet you're saying you have a will. Yeah, that, I have a will toward something happening, whether that's going to the grocery store or building a house. Well, that's practical or, stuff, right, about or, that. Or, 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 being, or being loving towards someone. Whether it's moral or practical, I can point my will toward it. And one of those things might be that I be at peace in my relationship with God and with the rest of the world. So I would point my will toward that, yes. Amazing. And so do you love, pe you love people? Um, except to the extent that they're evil. So you don't love the evil people? <laughs> we're, 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 it, it reminds me of a Spanish woman. That's how I said it. Oh, okay. No, we're talking. You don't have, you don't love the evil people? No, no, no. I mean, there's the extent to which uh, you can be loving in the sense of what's good for that person. I need to think clearly and understand clearly what God's will is for that person. Even though they're acting evil, I can find something loving to do with them, like, like turning them into the police. That would be love, right? In some cases, right? So I do, I do that. But in general, am I willing to hate someone or something? Yes, because we are called to do that. We are called to hate evil, and we're called to cast it out from amongst the body of believers. So that has to be done. I've done that, yeah. And do you believe that God loved the, that God hate the evil people? Yeah. You do believe that? Yeah. Whoa. God hates what's evil. I'm sorry? God hates what's evil, of course. But does he hate evil people? That's a gray area in terms of whether he hates that entire person or not, but uh, I believe Scripture does say that he hates evil people at some times that that's that's my reading on it but more okay. importantly what more importantly what he hates is the evil spirit in that person and then he wants to destroy that so if he hate the spirit in the person how is that the person 
I just admitted that I don't think I understand where that line is drawn between those two things because oh, I there, see. there are times when he tells us that we need to take an evil person and hate them and cast them out. So I, I'm not sure that I understand what that line is. Maybe okay. you might explain it to me and what your perspective is. Yeah, I will. I, I definitely will. Yeah. It's a very interesting statement. Yeah. Um, yes, sir. Oh, right here first. And then here. Uh, yes, sir. I was wondering if you could um, elaborate a bit more on what you mean uh, that we shouldn't be thinking about time. Because, like, like, for example, this morning it felt like I wasn't thinking about time and I, I walked in late. I don't think that's what you mean, though. So I was wondering if you could Are you black? tell me what you mean. <laughs> no, no, sir, but I was late today. Are you, how come you look black? Do I? Uh, my mother is Latina, so maybe oh, that she... That'll do it. Yeah, so I got, I got a, little bit of, a little bit of a tan in there from that. <laughs> okay. Your question is, well, that's practical time. You know what I mean? You start at 11, doors open at 1030, you want to get there, but you're not going to live by that time once you hear that You don't think of that time anymore. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. But Satan caused you to live in the past an illusion or future, which is time. And by doing that, he takes you out of the present where God is. Where whole life and everything is right here, right now. It's all right here. But Satan doesn't want you to be there. He wants you to believe in something called time. Where he dwells in nothing but darkness. That makes sense. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Yes, Bill. Um, I was going to say that, uh... Speak up from the chest. <laughs> when I have to do I that, it's scary. I was going to say that, you know, women describe themselves in terms of their families, men describe themselves in terms of what they do. Right. But spiritual is neither. Right. Absolutely. Did y'all hear that? No. Yeah. He said women describe themselves as family. And men describe themselves as what they do. Uh, but neither is spiritual. It's all practical. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, sir. And then you next. Based on what this gentleman over here, I, I really like your responses, by the way. I don't know his name. That's all right. You don't need and, to know. Uh, it. I don't, yeah, you go, Robin? I won't need to know it, but um, <laughs> I'll find out. But um, anyways, I, I feel that we should not hate the people that are evil. And there's no reason to hate anyone because in that hating, we are engaging the enemy itself. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is, just, I mean, this morning I came across um, my, my ex and she lied upon me and ruined my life. and. She was one of two who did this. And How did you feel woman. about that when she did that? You had two wives. I was upset at the time because I was a beta and I was a weak male. You had two wives to ruin your life? They weren't wives. What? They weren't wives. Your girlfriend ruined your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you a beta. Yeah, yeah. I was a beta. So anyway, uh, basically, I came upon her at the beach and she's just happened to be right there. So she came and started talking to me. And I, in the moment, like, I, I forgave her. And I let her do what she was gonna do and yeah. say what she was gonna say. But I didn't allow her to entice me. 
Nice. Or tempt me. And um, what I'm saying is she had the enemy within her. And I didn't hate her for it. And instead, I loved her for it. And I told her the truth. And then I let her go on her merry way. If she wants to keep enticing the enemy, then go ahead. But I will say the truth out of love. And I will be loving and be nice and be kind, courteous. But I don't have to engage it. Amazing. Right here. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, I, uh, what was the question? I didn't have my hand raised. I'm sorry? Uh, what was the question? I didn't have my hand raised, I wasn't. Right. Yeah. Oh, you just asked me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine, Mr. Question. That's fine. Let's, let's, let's. Um, do, you, do you see what you do to yourself, or do you see what others do to you? Um, yeah, I, I very clearly see that I, what I do to myself. Um, mostly see what I do to myself, yeah. And, and, and why do you do it to yourself? Uh, I don't know, because I'm paranoid. <laughs> you what? Maybe because I'm paranoid. you paranoid? Sometimes, yeah. And what does that mean, to be paranoid? Um, you turn the mic for me, yeah. Just kind of thinking about all kinds of possibilities, things that might go wrong, things that might go right, but mostly about things that might go wrong and then, yeah. you know, what the trickle-down effect of that's going to be. So. so you think of things that might go wrong and then things that might go right? Yeah, like 80-20. Yeah. And why do you think of those things at all? Um, um, you know, it's probably because uh, for me, it's like probably uh, like, you know, I was a very sick child. You were what? I was a, a, I, I, uh, I was an ill child. Uh, you were sick, ill? Yeah. Me physically ill? Sick? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. Or mentally ill? No, physically. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you think about what can yeah, and what Yeah, so I think I, it kind of stems from that. What do you think would happen if you didn't think either way? Because you can't have a up if you don't have a down. Yeah, I've, I've tried that before. Um, but, um, you know, I feel like I, I've taken like five steps forward and then like, you know, three steps back. So um, uh, I guess right now I, um, that's something I'm, I'm trying to figure out for myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, we'll help you. I hope so. Yeah. Is this your first time here? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. what's your name? Andre. Welcome, Andre. Thank you. Amazing. Any questions about anything? Uh, not off the top of my head, but oh, okay. if, if, uh, yeah, I'll raise my hand if there is. No, no I'm going to call on you. Okay. Yes, do you do to yourself what, do you see what you do to yourself, or do you just see what others do to you? So at, at this point in my life, uh, I spend most of my time looking at myself and I can see how the devil, he, he tempts me uh, through my ego, uh, you know, eating too much or, you know, parting too much. And then I feel guilty for it afterwards. Uh, and I, I start thinking about it and it, start, and it stings. And I realize, it what? you know, it stings, Oh, okay. you know, because it's something that I don't want to do. Okay. And so and then what I noticed in that is that. Uh, I just have to kind of let it go and let God deal with it, and he, he, he'll take that hunger out of me, so, for myself. And Amazing. other people, I mean, you know, you can fight them, you know, I, you know they, don't, they, get, they don't really get to me. They don't get to me. Okay. Uh, Amazing. So, um, yeah, Nick, I forgot. Go ahead. 
Do you see what you do to yourself, or you just see what others do to you? It seems like, it seems like I see everything. I see both. Like that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. It just seems like I see when someone does something, you know, quote unquote, does something to me, and I'll be like, "What? This enemy? This person's an enemy." <laughs> I'll see what I do to myself. Like it just seems like I see both. Are you able to give an example of what you do to yourself? Yeah. Because I know a little bit about what's going on with me, and when I'm describing these things, doing something to myself or, do, or others doing to me, and there's a third one, what I do to others, um, I notice that it's always like uh, something I think, if I can be simple, right? Like someone right. will That's say true. something, a criticism about a, a, a way I do something, nothing about me personally, yeah. and then I think, oh, why is this enemy criticizing me? So that's usually what it is. It's yeah. usually that kind of stuff. And so. What I've noticed is that individuals are cruel to themselves. Worse than your enemy. Most people, except for those who are starting to wake up, are very nasty and cruel to themselves. You hate yourself. You're cruel to yourself. You're miserable. You have fear and doubt and anxiety and worry, and you think about time, and you compare yourself to others, and you want to be like others, and you want to have this or have that that someone else has. You are like cruel to yourself. You think about tomorrow or yesterday, you are cruel to yourself. You have doubt. Anyone that has doubt is cruel to themselves. And that's why you treat others the way you're treating yourself. Because you, you have no mercy on yourself at all. Zero. And that's why you have no mercy on others. Because you're cruel to yourself. Anyone that lives in time is a cruel, vicious person. And cannot be trusted. Anyone that has anger Heart is evil. The sad thing about it, if there is sadness, not that I feel sadness, but the sadness that you can't see, is that this cruelty that you have within yourself and you're holding on to it for dear life is not you at all. It's not you at all. People judge themselves for something that they are not guilty of. They call themselves some of the worst names. I'm a sinner. I'm a this and I'm a that. I'm an alcoholic. You're cruel to yourself. And then you wonder where is God? And then you go pray to God. God, please help me, help me. Oh God, save me, help me, Lord. Oh, and by the way, bless my mama. <laughs> and you're praying to the devil because as soon as you finish your little hooping and hollering prayer and carrying on begging and whining and emotional prayer you get up and you're cruel to yourself again it's like God didn't do anything about it and you didn't do anything about it mess. you're not a mess or you run and read the Bible I had to go find the word. And you read the Bible for an hour or two. And then you get up and cruel to yourself again. <laughs> Isn't that like crazy? It is. 
And you said that you were schizophrenic or something? No, no, no. What? <laughs> what are you? What's that? You said mentally ill? No, I'm not mentally ill. I'm oh. Just, yeah, no. I, 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 oh, yeah, sick child. Physical, but not mentally. No, I hope not. <laughs> oh, okay. Everybody in the world is mentally ill. Everybody mentally ill because they live in the darkness of their imagination. You living in thoughts. And they think, mentally ill people think the way out of trouble is more thoughts. They try to think their way out of their troubles. And all they ever do is get back into more trouble. Oh, this was a bad relationship. I'm going to go to church and meet me a woman or a man. And you go to church because you think that going to church, you're going to find a holy person. And you end up getting the same person over. Because you thought about it. Have you ever noticed that? There are men and women who get married more than one time because they're thinking the next one's going to be better. And it's worse. There are men and women pray for a husband or a wife and they go to church and get the devil. And they say, oh, this is from God. <laughs> Why do you think it's from God? Because she was at church. And she quote the Bible. She is a God-fearing woman. Or a man. And you mentioned the difference between men and women earlier. Men are just like women because they have a woman's mindset. They, they have not been born again of the spirit of the father. Anyone that lives in time, you really are a cruel, nasty person. Because Satan is your daddy. And the way out, you got to start seeing that all the stuff that you're thinking and feeling is not you. It's not from God. You got to see that your little prayers are not being answered. You ask, you ask God for something, Satan will give it to you. And you say, oh, I had God for a thousand dollars and you sent me some snake oil and I kept that oil and the thousand dollar came from nowhere. It came from the devil. And you're praising God for it. You are convincing yourself and you're not even guilty of anything. You have never done anything wrong. You have never done anything wrong in your entire life. And yet Satan has you convicting your own self. And you won't even pause to say, you know what, I did something I did not want to do. I didn't want to jump into the ocean. I didn't want to lie. I didn't want to do this, but I did it. Why did I do it? And I've asked so many people, why did you, they'll tell me something they did. I'm like, why did you do it? They'll say, I don't know. That alone should make you know that something else is driving you. Because you don't even know why you're doing the things you do. <laughs> Think about that. Y'all want to smoke on that one? <laughs> you do things that bring trouble upon yourself. And then somebody asks, well, why did you do it? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Think about that alone. If you were in control of your own life, every day would be paradise on earth. You would do nothing but good for yourself. 
You would never have a bad thought. You would never feel afraid or fear or worry. You would never have false hope. You would never doubt because you said you can do it yourself. But something else is making you do it. Isn't that amazing? What, you come out of a bad relationship. What do you think makes you go home and think about, oh, that was an awful relationship. What can I do now to make it better? I'm going to the club. <laughs> Who do you think is telling you that? Ignorance. What? Ignorance. Yeah, it is. Ignorance. It really is. Because it's of the devil. And speaking of the free will, and then I got something that we got to read to you about Jesus. But freedom, if you had a free will, wouldn't you just will yourself to get up in the morning and float on a cloud? <laughs> I'll float myself to work. And if you had a free will, or would you get up afraid? Most of you wake up in the morning, they're already afraid. If you had a free will, wouldn't you will yourself out of not being afraid? Most people look for love from other people. If you have a free will, wouldn't you just will yourself to be loved and never have to look for love from anyone? Because ain't nobody got no love to give you anyhow. <laughs> and you ain't got no love to give. But you look for love. Why don't you will yourself to be of love? Ooh, we preaching up in here. But just think about that. I want you to know that because you got to reverse what you're doing. The world got you doing it the wrong way, including the churches. Everything that you have been doing, you got to reverse it. Because this thing that's driving you is not you. Number one, so you got to stop identifying with it. And next time you wake up in the morning and fear is already there because you were unconscious while you were sleeping and the devil got your mind, you got to take a moment and feel that fear. Get, go into it and just feel, uh, feel like you're just over. Like there's nothing to hold on to. Like my life is falling apart. Let it fall apart. Instead of making a phone call or going to get something to, or a thought to get away from the fear. Feel the fear. It's not you. But you're protecting the devil. You're protecting a false image of yourself. And you want to let life happen. And so whatever that is, you got to let it happen. And shake in it and be afraid in it and doubt it and whatever you be feeling. Let yourself feel it so you can see it's not you. You've been protecting it and you're keeping hell alive pretending to be you. And it's just going to get worse. Your life is not going to get better because you're worshiping the devil. Paul saw that and you're going to see it too if you pay attention to yourself that it's not even you that mentally ill. It's Satan's mindset is evil. You don't have a clear mind. You have a dark mind. And, dark, and God said, my children shall know me. Not believe in me, but know me. And they shall know my voice. And that my voice is a voiceless voice. Satan talked to you. God revealed to you. 
His voice is not of words. It's not of words. But you don't recognize his voice because you so identify with Satan's voice. You so identify with people, places, and things, and who you are, and what you have, what you don't have, and this and that. You just identify with it. And all those identities must die. It's not you. You don't want to identify with anyone or anything. And this is a tough journey because we are so identified with things and we're constantly looking outside for the answer. As long as you look on the outside and as long as you take on identities, your life would just be hell. It would just be hell. You're not your children. You're not your jobs. You're not this and that. That's just what you do. It's not who you are. Stop identifying with anything. I saw this uh, comedy show on... Did I see it? I guess I saw it on the plane. Uh, what was the name of that show, James? Oh, um... Remember? Anybody, we talked about it on the show. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Very close. Yeah, you were right there, James. <laughs> and, and there's a woman that played in that movie with him, a friend of the guys. You remember her? And she was out going out with this guy. This guy would take her out, invite her out, take her to the dinner. He would pick her up, but he would never say it was a date. And because she was so identified with the word dating, and she doesn't know how to do anything unless she identifies something with it, she was like, this feels like a date. He's like, no, it's not a date. And so she would go home and talk to Seinfeld about it. She was like, this guy bought me lunch today. He is so nice to me. He picked me up. It feels like a date, but he won't call it a date. <laughs> and she was having a fit because the guy wouldn't call it a date. The guy like, no, we're just going out. Why do we have to put a title on it? Why can't we just go out and have some coffee? Why can't we do that? But it just feels like a date. And then the guy said, no, it's not a date. And one day they went out to the bar and to have some dinner and a drink. And the guy had invited his parents to show up, and they showed up. <laughs> and right away she said, in her mind, Satan's mind, this is a date. They're his parents. And she was like, come here, come here. Is this a date? Like, no. It was, why are your parents here? I just want you to meet my parents. We're going to have some dinner. <laughs> but she wanted the word date. And so the guy finally asked, why do you need a title for this? Why can't we just go out without putting a title? Because once you put a title to it, ownership come. Now you got to act a certain way. You got to be a certain way. You got to live. You expect something, right? But if you don't put a title on it, you just live. You got to stop living with titles. You got to just live. God is not about your titles. He can care less about them. Satan give you titles and the world dies because the world want to control you. And say control you inside. You can go to a doctor, and if you don't call him doctor this, he ain't going to give you your medicine. Because <laughs> you didn't call me doctor. I remember I testified up in Sacramento once, and this woman wanted to be called congresswoman. And I didn't call her that. I just said to them, I don't agree with this woman at all. <laughs> 
And she had a hissy fit over me, and I called her congresswoman. I'm a congresswoman. Cut his mic off. He didn't say congresswoman. Well, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> That's just a name with no meaning. It just tells what kind of work you do, but it's not you. You got to live a life of no titles, and you got to stop running from the devil, and you got to face everything within you. And someone attack your character. It's only a problem to you because you think you have character, and you don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the word character is a, just a made-up word to work your ego. That's all it is. And now you're trying to have character, and you have none. You still hate your fellow man. Yeah. It's just a word. Just like the word racism. Racism is just a word. There's no meaning, but they put meanings around the words. Why do you think they give you words? God said we should overcome words. We're not supposed to be subject to anyone or anything. And so you have to, your nature has to change. This is an abnormal nature that you're living. And so you can read the Bible and hoop and holler and carry on and whatever, get drunk or whatever. Your nature is going to stay the same. It has to change. You need a new nature. And God will give you a new nature, his nature. And that's what the death of the ego is all about. Die from the old nature and rise into the new nature. Everlasting life. But you got to be willing to be empty. You got to stop running from the fear and the stuff that's within you. If someone attack you, be glad for it. Because it lets you see how blind you were about yourself. You had to identify with something. If your wife want to leave, she, t 20 years been married, 20 years, all of a sudden she want to leave, okay, bye. I wish you well. Oh, by the way, you want the kids? She's not going to want them then because you know you don't care. <laughs> no, I don't want them. You keep them. But if you're like, oh, but don't take the kids. That's the first thing she's going to do. Whatever's important to you. If you notice the devil work on your ego, whatever's important to you, that's what he used against you. And whatever the world, which is evil, Satan dwells in people, whatever they know is important to you, that's what they'll use against you. But if you let everything go, how can anyone use anything against you if there's nothing there? Isn't that amazing? amazing. So what I want to recommend, do what you want. You got to start facing these things that's in you so that the light of God would destroy the darkness. He would get rid of the devil. Everything that you have done in your entire life would never you. It was always this thing that made a home in you that made you do the things that you have done. And then it condemns you. And if you're like you are because you're judging yourself, you're playing God. But God is not judging you or condemning you because it's been done. He sent his son and his son done it. He defeated the devil. And the devil is weak and insecure and have fear and afraid and everything, but you think it's you. But the devil is afraid that you might see him and let go and stop identifying with him. So stop running, run toward the pain and relax in it. And if you're shaking your boot, just shake, however long, live with it. And, and the light of God will take care of it. The world is evil because the mind is evil.
and the heart is wicked. The only thoughts you should be having are practical thoughts. No other thoughts. Even a thought about God is not knowing God. It's just a thought about God. It's like thinking about that great dinner you had last night. Thinking about God is not going to do you any good, but keep you away from him. Because it's just a thought. He said, bring every thought into captivity, every one of them, even the ones about him. Then you shall know him. Once you know your father, nothing else to know. You don't have to think about him. You know him. And then when you hear me say, be conscious, when you first hear me say it, it's just words, right? But Satan to tell you, oh, you're conscious. Because you heard me say, be conscious, right? Don't hold on to that either. And awareness was come because when you're aware, when you're conscious, there's no thinking about being aware. You just are. And like the sun is shining. You don't have to think about the sun shining. It is shining. That's how awareness is. You don't have to th if you think about it, then you're not aware. Hear it intellectually, but let it go. Because Satan will play you with that too. Oh, I'm aware. It's just nasty. Oh, I'm aware. And just lost, and you have fear. If you were aware, you would have no fear. Never have fear. Never have fear if you were aware. If you were aware, you would have no hope. Zero hope. It would just be. So you got to overcome all this stuff and stop identifying with it. Pay attention to you, and you're clearly going to see what's going on with others. And you will not be able to hate them because you would know the same thing that's been driving you is driving them. They can't help it. And plus, if you have no identity, they can't assault you anyway. You don't need them. Your husband, your wife don't have anything to give you. Nothing. Your children don't have anything to give you. That's why you try to get everything from them, because you need to make up for that lost identity that you have. So you got to feel like, oh, I love my children. No, you don't. Because if you love your children, you won't smack them if they disagree with you. <laughs> you, you. If you love them, you would let them have a life growing up, and you would just watch over them and guide them with the light that's in you. But you're trying to get something from your children. Because something is missing. If nothing is missing, there's nothing to get. Really, it's done already. You just got to reverse the order of how to overcome it. This false illusion. It is an illusion. Time is not real. It is real. God said it. It's even in the Word. Come into my present. Think not about tomorrow or yesterday. All you have is now, and it will take care of itself. Isn't that amazing? You could be free right now if you didn't. What's so silly? Oh, sorry. I want to use another word, but I won't. Stop being dumb. Stop fighting with the devil. All your little insecurities. When someone says something to you, your boss correct you, for example. And you, your little feeling hurt just like that, right? Just relax and be glad that, oh, I see, I see what's going on here. And just see it. That's all you need to do. All you need to do is see the feeling, see the devil, see the thoughts. Nothing else needs to be done.
if you try to do anything else, you only give the power to the, to the devil. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. Of ourselves, we know nothing. So life is about overcoming. It's not about taking on. You don't want to add to. You want to take away from. And the attitude will happen naturally. Any questions about that? So your little character, all this, you think you're holy, you think you're this. You ain't that. The fact that you think you are said that you're not. Because if you were, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to think about it. You know, amazing. So reverse how you've been doing it. Do it the other way. Let the world go on that way. But you reverse it and pay attention and overcome the false identity. Overcome anything that you identify with. Overcome your children, everything. And this journey, most people are not going to take it. They'll try, but it's too difficult. And they're going to give up. Only the few that's willing to go all the way, no matter what hell they got to go through, they're willing to go through the hell to overcome it. All the way through the hell. The loneliness. Let yourself be lonely. Who tell you that you're lonely? You're only lonely because you think you're lonely. You're at a party, you're still lonely anyway. You go to a party, you have to get drunk so you can have fun. Or get high. We used to smoke pot on the way to the party. So we can have fun. What kind of party is that? <laughs> Really, let go of all that stuff. And when the, when the devil tells you, oh, you're lonely, make a phone call. Don't make it. Go through the loneliness. It's not real. And it'll die. You're doing it the wrong way. You're running away from what you need to be facing. You really need to face it. And ladies, next time your little boyfriend and your husband want to leave, okay, bye, Johnny. You don't need him if you love what's right, if you love the truth. You don't have to be giving up your body to anyone just to get him. Because when you give up your body to get him, you still don't have him. Because that's all he ever wanted from you anyway. And you're trying to get love using your body to get love. And he still don't love you. Isn't that amazing? So all these identities must go and just live a life. Don't have any expectation. Don't have any identities. Don't have any nothing. Stop calling yourself those things because it's evil. And it's keeping you away from God. Yes, ma'am. I didn't say anything. I know your mind said it. <laughs> it said it all. <laughs> What do you think about that? Um, it's, it's something that I'm starting to wrap my mind around. Um, I do have one question, though. Yes. Um, if you are engaged with someone, you say you don't react and, and to just kind of have no thought. I'm thinking that playing it out in my head, if somebody engaged me and I did not engage back, they would think, I, especially in a work setting, they would think I was crazy. Why do you say that? Because let's just say somebody engages me. Something happened and I just be, remain still and have no response. It's almost like you feel pressured to have the response. Right. Because you have to. And that's what the devil wants. He wants the two devils fighting. But if the one devil attack you 
And if you don't fight back, that devil has to go and find somebody else to fight with. It'll be all on them and not on you. But then there will be a time to speak because the one thing I know for sure and without a doubt, the Holy Spirit, will, the truth will speak through you using your mouth to speak back if you need to. Don't worry about that. But if you don't have a thing, and the person standing there cursing you out, calling you the N-word. You have been called the N-word? I think so. Oh, you have? You're not sure? I don't remember. Oh, wait till they call you the N-word. <laughs> you definitely don't want to fight back, but don't. Okay. Really don't. Stop fighting with the devil. The devil wants you to fight. That's why he's telling you why this person is insulting you. Because if you don't have any ideas about yourself, there's no one there to insult. What do you think about that? That is wild. Yeah. Another thinking. You got to stop thinking. And that's what they play on. So why you have this wonderful idea about yourself, and this person's coming and they're cussing you out and saying these things, now you feel like you got to fight back to protect the false self. But if there's nothing there, there's nothing to attack, nothing to defend. But then that also kind of puts you down a rabbit hole of then what I think is then I'm nothing. So again, that, then you start feeling like, no, I, I have to be something. I can't be nothing. To be nothing would be horrible. If, <laughs> <laughs> to be something is horrible. Look how hard you had to work at being something. You don't have to work at not being anything. <laughs> Isn't that true? But you got to work at being something, and there you're nothing. It's just an illusion. Because the moment you think you're something, and then this jealous person becomes jealous of you, and they come over and tell you, oh, you think you're something. You ain't nothing. Now you're mad. Because <laughs> one person don't see you as something. Mm, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. But if you had no ideas about yourself, you are nothing. And the beauty about not being nothing, you're all in Christ. You're your own universe. You're your own world. You are your world. You're everything. But you don't think about being that way. You just be. Thank you. That makes sense? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> are you doing the silent prayer? I do. Every morning, every night? No. And, and why not? Because I forget. And then I get busy in like all that life is. Trying to be something. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand percent. I'm sorry? A thousand percent. Yeah, stop it. Do the prayer and watch and everything will be done for you. It really will. Okay. God love you. You're not guilty. He's not judging you. He's not up there with a little book writing out your things because there's nothing to write out. Okay. The devil's been defeated. It's done. And when you let the ego die, you're going to rise up and you know it's done. You really will. It's done. All you have to do is live. Don't try to be anything. Don't try not to be something. And don't, don't try to be something or not to be something. Just be. Don't put any effort in anything. Go to work. Cook your little food and, and whatever. Amazing, right? That is amazing. That's why you keep coming. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes, Rayma.
I always saw myself as an evil person because I couldn't do anything right. But when I uh, when I pray uh, pray silently, I see uh, see that it didn't really matter in on the long run. All that matters is my relationship with our heavenly Father. Right on. And stop seeing yourself as evil or good. You're neither. Satan is evil in the body, not you. You are not your body, you're not your mind, you're not your emotions. It's Satan, it's not you. Question some of this stuff. Why do I think this way? I don't want to be wake up in the morning thinking of fear. Who got me thinking this way? The answer will start to come then. And if everybody else don't want to do it, let wish them well, you do it. But don't deal with them. Don't play around with them. Because they're working for evil, and they hate the light. I don't care if you're children or whomever, don't mess with them. Meaning, don't let them pull you into their hell. You don't owe anybody anything for any reason. You're grateful your parents, they, they fed to you, thank you, but I don't owe you anything. And if, if you live that way, if you want to help, you will, if you're not. You don't want to be pushing mama around in a wheelchair, you don't have to. Because you hate, you pushing mama around in a wheelchair, and you pushing her, you're like, I hate this woman. <laughs> I should jump over the wheelchair. And she up there complaining, hold that dough for me. Hold the dough. I'm pushing you around already. Open the door yourself. But you can't say that. Because that's mama. You feel obligated. You have no obligation to anyone. Zero. Zero obligation to anyone. So there's no reason to feel guilty. That makes sense? Yeah. All right. So here's what I recommend. Do what you want. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to see you. How are you? Get a mic to my friend. <laughs> How you doing? I'm surviving. You're surviving. What does that mean? Well, I'm, I am dealing with everything that you said today. Yeah. And I do have a family that I, that, like you just said about the mom. <laughs> yeah. You so want to um, control I'm, the mama? Mm hmm And why do you control? Why not just back off? Oh, no, I'm not a controlling mom. I, I have a controlling mama, so I, maybe I am too. Oh, no, you're controlling mama. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no maybe in that, especially if you have one. <laughs> Are you controlling mama or not? Yes. Uh -huh. I know. I mean, I know my okras, but I know controlling mamas. I'm working on it. And by doing what? Stepping out. I'm sorry? Stepping out of their lives. If you step out of it within yourself, you'll be able to hang out with them in the right way. Really, you'll be able to be around them and not trying to get anything. Yeah. And you'll have fun, but yet you won't get any form of identity at all. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And if your son-in-law end up pushing your daughter out of the window, you'll be like, oh, he pushed her out of the window. What the? But <laughs> you won't feel anything about it. I, I have nothing to worry about her or uh -huh. him. Uh, just about yourself? Just yes. about yourself? Yes. Work on, are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. Did you forgive your mother? I did forgive her. You went to your mother? I don't believe that. I haven't that. told her. <laughs> that didn't sound I, true, huh? I've been to my mother. You went to your mother? I haven't told her. 
I'm, I, it's a process. It's a very hard process. She's Mexican. And they're all the same. Oh yeah, that's true, you did I would come with someone out of Spain or somewhere. Oh, Russia. And he was having problems with his mother and his mother-in-law. And he was like, I gotta be a part of the family. They want me in the family. I'm like, why do you have to be a part of the family? You have your own family. He was married with his own family. He like, it's a cultural thing in Russia. I'm like, no, man, it's like that with everybody that has a mama. <laughs> Anyone that has a mama, it's the same thing. Why, why, why have you just, now that you see you need to forgive her, why don't you go and just do it? I'm going to work on it. Work on what? You see. Getting there to tell her. What do you mean? Right. Well, well, let me tell you this. I'm not there now every other weekend as of this weekend. Right. So I'm here. Is she in America? Yes. Uh, and, and she like not far away? No, she's very close. Why don't you just go on over there and do it? Tomorrow is not promised to you, and you don't want to die in the hell. I don't have maybe the words. I don't know. I don't. How about Mama? I hate you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know about that. What? <laughs> I don't know. What kind of words are you looking for? I resent you, and I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I realize now you can help yourself. What other words do you need? I don't feel I hate her. Oh, no. You hate her. Why do you think you became like her? It wasn't out of oh. love. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Because I, you hate her, you become like what you hate. I, I have had very resentment towards her. Yeah, so you yes. hate her. So why you say, I don't hate her? But you do. Yeah. The resentment know. is hatred. Anger, hatred, fear, and resentment is the same thing. It separates you from God. And Satan is your God. Ooh, I told some family member. Remember Frankie? I told some family member who happened to be female that Satan was their God. Oh my God. All hell broke loose. It just proved my point because hell came out. <laughs> if Satan wasn't their God, the hell wouldn't have come when I said that. Francisco was like, what the? But do you, you just go straight to her? When I saw that I resented my mother because I didn't know I resented her, I felt what I thought was love, but it was hate. Uh, straight away I went and did it, shaking in my boots. Did I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew I was wrong for resenting her, and it was holding me back from God. I see. Did you hug her? I'm sorry? At the end, did you hug her? What'd she say? Did you give her a hug at the end? No, never hug the devil. <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> what are you going to tell the devil? Oh, I hate you. Come on, let's hug. <laughs> oh, okay. No, let her feel the pain, and you feel what you're feeling, and then later on down the road, years later, give her a hug. <laughs> because you give her a hug, you're still afraid. You're trying to make yourself feel better. Use nothing to make yourself feel better. Let yourself feel hopeless. Let yourself feel all the fear. Let yourself feel it so it can die. It's a false identity. I have to spend a month here, okay? So I'll get there. <laughs> all right. I will get there. All right. Well, good to see you, though. Yeah, thank you. Amazing. Any questions about any of this? Does this help today at all? Yes. Yes. Any questions about it?
So feel your fear, don't run from your fear. Using thoughts, people, places, and things. Go through it. It's in you. It's in your world. Overcome it. And your world will be fine. The outside world will be screwed up, but at least your world will be fine. It will be at peace. All right? So do this silent prayer. Go toward the fear. Let go of all identity. You can't do that on your own, but as you're seeking the kingdom and you're dying, identities are dying too. And don't, let, don't add any more unto yourself. Because Satan's going to want to replace those other ones that's dying because he doesn't want to depart from you. Don't replace it with anything. Be nothing. Get rid of all your little plans. Now, you plan to go down south for a vacation. That's a practical plan. We're going downtown. We're going to do this. But you're not going to live by that. Once the vacation's over, it's over. You're not living by it. I'm talking about the imagination. The spiritual things that you're into. All right? So do the silent press, and I'm telling you what I'm telling you what I'm doing. Really, I'm not telling you something I heard. You can, you can have peace, but you've got to die from everything. Whatever you're afraid of, face it. Whatever you're lonely, face it. Whatever you whatever, face it. Quietly inside of you. Don't look for anyone to help you through it. Only God can help you through it. Because it's spiritual. All right? Uh, so do the silent prayer, morning and night, and during the day, keep your mind where your body is. Whatever you feel, relax in it, because it's false. There is no tomorrow or yesterday. All you have is now. You want eternal life. It's here, it's now, all right? And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I want you to read something for me. Okay. You want, do you want to come up, or do you mind being on camera? Come on, come on up. You can read, right? I think so. She black. I think I remember how to do that. Okay. And to read, I just want, I'm not trying to prove anything. Y'all can think what you want, believe what you want. That's your life. Live in your hell, that's fine. Have your false beliefs, that's fine. All right? But I want to uh, read this to you because I found this in the Bible where Jesus uh, explains who he, you know how people think Jesus was God and all that? If you want to think that, hold on to it and see how far that gets you. It's just another thought. But um, Jesus explained who he was before creation of the world. And it's in um, John 17 to here, right? Well, I put the a little dot, dot yeah. Okay. John 17, I mean 7. Verse 1 through 5. After saying this, Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that your son may glorify you. So that just as you have given him power over all humanity, he may give eternal life to all those you have entrusted to him. And eternal life is this to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. Now, Father, glorify me with the glory I had with you before ever the world existed. I have revealed your name to those whom you took from the world to give me. They were yours 
and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now at last they have recognized that all you have given me comes from you, for I have given them the teaching you gave to me, and they have indeed accepted it, and know for certain that I came from you, and have believed that it was you who sent me. It is for them that I pray. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and in them I am glorified. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Keep those you have given me true to your name. Say that they may be one like us while I was with them. Amazing. And they called, oh, get that back to your neck. Thank you. Sure. And they called Jesus God. He's the son. And so are you. You are the daughters and sons of God when you return to the Father. Overcome these false identity and you will know him. You won't have to think about him. You will know him. And you will know you're his son and you will know you're his daughter. But as long as you live in your imagination, as long as you have revenge and anger and jealousy and envy and strife and worries and all this mess, then Satan is your God. It's up to you. Follow the world or go free. You can be free right here on earth. You can have paradise right here, right now. But you got to work on you. Can't nobody else do it. You got to work on you. No preacher, no Bible, no nothing can do it for you. Nothing physical. You got to see what's going on in you. And it's nobody else's fault. Once you forgive your parents because they screwed you up by being blind, they couldn't help it. After that, it's on you. It's really on you. Amazing, huh? Any questions about that? Okay. Well, in the meeting, is there anything, James? Uh, we'll, get this, we'll get this, what did you say? In the meetings this week or anything, announcements? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. The ladies form the next Thursday, I think. All right. <laughs> anyway, it's up to you. You can let go or you can live in your hell right here on earth. And anyone that's into thinking, you're in hell. You're living in hell right here on earth. You can have paradise here. It ain't about color. It ain't about racism. It ain't about sexism and all the isms. It's a battle between good and evil happening inside of you and outside and inside of others. Everybody have the same problem. Really. There's not one person that don't have the same problem except for those who overcome. Situations might be a little different, but it's the same problem. It's the same spirit. All right. So thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. We're going to do the super chats tomorrow and donation stuff. So thank you for that. Check us out. Follow, like, and y'all know what to do. I appreciate it. I hope it was helpful. Thank you all so much. Amazing. <laughs>